Hey guys, welcome to EH Sports Podcast. I'm Ezra Schwartz, the host. Today we're joined by co-host Hershey Perkel. Hey guys. Okay, um, let's start with um, around the sports world where we have some tragic news. Over the past two days, we've really talked about um, the Cardinals and their COVID-19 situation, which has been pretty bad. And um, luckily, um, they finally uh, told us the players that have tested positive, some of them, not all of them. Um, the two important people are Yadier Molina, their catcher, and Paul DeYoung, uh, shortstop slash second baseman. Uh, then these people, Edmundo Sosa, Rangel, Reve- Rangel Revelo, Junior Fernandez, and Cody Whitley, um, they all have COVID-19. Uh, what do you think about this whole COVID problem? Uh I think it's really bad for the MLB and the Cardinals, as I said in the last two episodes. Uh, just, I mean, same thing. They just named the players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we also have uh, Mike Soroka is out for the year. Um, uh, yeah, I heard he got a torn Achilles in the middle of the game. He stumbled off the mound. And he's really been a good, a big part of the young Braves team. He's one of those young pitchers who was really um, destined to be their ace in the future. And and him and Max Fried were supposed to be a great young duo um, yeah. with the veterans Mike Fultonevich and other and um, and uh, Tuki Tucson and uh, uh, a couple oh. other people. And it's really oh. it's really sad that Mike Soroka had to have. Um, um, it's a big loss for the Braves. Yeah, especially with uh, Felix Hernandez opting out. I mean, he was supposed to be also really good with the Braves. Now that Soroka's out with an Achilles yeah, injury. Even, and also Cole Hamels in, is injured for them. Yeah. And uh, the Braves pitching not looking too good is that they dropped Fultonowicz. Yeah, he was supposed to be a great veteran for them. Okay, let's continue with the MLB now. Um, Shohei Otani is apparently injured, but yeah. but um, um, the the Angels want him um to still hit. He's still going to be playing DH, but he's not going to be pitching. I think it's an arm injury. I don't know a hundred percent, but um, after being asked, they said they still want to keep Otani as a two way player, but um, for now he's going to stay at DH. What are your thoughts? Would you uh, rather I mean, him as a two-way player, or would you rather him as a just a hitter? In my opinion, I really like this decision by the Angels. I would rather Otani as a DH because number one, the, the his pitching just isn't really the best. It has he hasn't really had that ace moment where you can say he's a a really good pitcher. I mean, he really hasn't been doing well as a pitcher, to be honest. And I mean. Otani, we all know he's got a bat, and uh, he's hit a couple of bombs in his career, more than a couple. But I just like this move by the Angels. Okay. Um, let's go next to um, uh, Jeff McNeil, Robinson Cano, and Ahmed Rosario are all injured in the same game. Yeah. Um, it was We're the here. same game that Mike, Mike Soroka got injured, but it was crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Jeff McNeil got injured during batting practice. But both Robinson Cano and Ahmed Rosario got injured in the game, or maybe was it a Met? It was a Ahmed Rosario got injured during batting practice. One of them did, and um, it's big losses for the Mets. 
Um, Jonas Cespedes just opted out, and now I feel like um, everything's going wrong for the uh, Mets team that had a lot of potential. What do you think, Ezra? Yeah, I mean, as uh, him opting out, and then it's really a huge loss for the Mets. I mean, you cannot let a player get injured during batting practice. I mean, it just it's really, like, sad that the Mets, I mean, I don't know what happened, but, I mean, it's just not the best when you get injured, not even in game. Okay, we have some good news in the MLB. Um, the Miami, Miami Marlins, who previously had the most, were the team with the most players who tested positive for COVID-19, were finally cleared to continue playing. And um, they started their first game um, after, um, after their whole COVID outbreak. Um, against the Orioles today. Yeah, I mean, this is great news for the Marlins and the MLB. Um, Marlins finally, I mean, they they looked pretty solid in those first three games they played before the huge delay. Yeah, they, um, just to add, they also signed uh, veteran second baseman Logan Forsythe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move for the Marlins. They're in rebuild mode right now. They need a few veterans who can manage and yeah, they coach. have a great farm system. Yeah, I think the Marlins' future is pretty good, in my opinion. But, yeah, now on to the Twins game. was delayed due to an unauthorized drone, apparently. Yeah, in the fifth inning, there was a nine-minute delay um, following a drone going right over the stadium, which I think is unprofessional and weird for the MLB. But this, that's pretty much classic, something that would happen in 2020. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's nothing really to say. Nine minutes isn't a huge deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're going to go on to the NBA. Before where... we go on, I just want to add something else that was funny. Um, actually, the bullpen people, uh, the people in the Twins bullpen, uh, were throwing baseballs at the drone. Yeah. That, that was something. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. The NBA now, the Lakers clinched the top seed in the West. Uh, I think this is huge for the Lakers as they were projected before the NBA bubble to go number one. Uh, obviously, the Clippers aren't too far away, but the, since the Lakers are clinching, they play the eight seed, which I think is an easy win and uh, an easy uh, go to the playoffs. Yeah, they have a great core, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, um, Anthony Davis. It's just a great team, man, to be honest. Uh, the Clippers, who were also a formidable team, were fighting with them, but um, eventually it was won by the Lakers, who clinched yeah, against also, the I Jazz. Gotta add, I gotta add, uh, Devin Booker had a game winner on Paul George today. Oh yeah, um, Devin Booker's really, really turned um, from uh, uh, from a rookie that wasn't exactly uh, that. Uh, Devin Booker came from an underhyped rookie to a real superstar, and I think it's yeah. great. I mean, the Suns are 3-0 and in the bubble, which is huge for them, uh, especially in the, in that race. Yeah, they were fighting to get higher and higher, get get uh, get a better seed, uh, keep ourselves in the – keep the Suns in the playoffs, and it's 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 pretty pretty clutch for the Suns. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. Um, uh, sad news for anyone who's a Grizzlies fan. Um, yeah. Young center Jaron Jackson Jr. is out for the rest of the season, including the playoffs, with a knee injury. Um, he's been part of the young core, uh, the young core of him and 
uh, John Morant, and they've really they've really had a special bond with each other. They also have special players like Jonas Valanciunas and Jay Crowder. Those are their veterans, and um, it was looking good for them until the Jaron Jackson injury. What do you have to say, Ezra? I mean, we all know that the Pelicans and Grizzlies were fighting for that eight seed, and due to this injury, Jackson, one of my most under under um underrated players uh he was my most underrated player in the nba had a great game before like 39 points a few days ago and with 10 boards and something but i mean with this jackson injury out for the whole season i don't think the grizzlies are making the playoffs this year i think jackson um made that team better uh was a great young underrated talented player Definitely. On the other hand, Zion's been performing great. Yeah, I I Um, just think the Falcons are too good with Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Lonzo. Okay, on to the NFL. Um, The New Orleans Saints um, are actually creating a mini-bubble for their training camp this year um, um, due to uh, COVID-19 concerns. And um, it's great that the that there's an already an NFL team taking things seriously, unlike the MLB, where there have already been major outbreaks. What do you have to say? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's good for the Saints. It's a lower risk for any of the players to get it as they're in their own little bubble, uh, forming it after the NBA. And I think it's just a great, great, great thing. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, yeah, the Raiders, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They wasted a lot of money on their stadium. And um, after that, um, now they have zero fans in that brand new stadium that they just made. Um, I feel like it's a big waste. Um, What do you have to say, Ezra? I mean, I don't think I don't think it's a waste, but I don't think it's good. I mean, it's good that the Raiders moved. I think it's good that they got a new stadium. But by having zero fans, they're protecting the new stadium. not that it really mattered too much, but I mean, it's a loss in my opinion for the Raiders and a little bit of a waste. But I think uh, with years to come, it was a good move by the Raiders. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're going to go to the main topic. We're going to go who is the most underhyped, uh, underrated rookie slash second year. Okay. Um, It's a hard choice. I was thinking Gavin Lux originally. Um, but now I think I'm going to go with um, um, so, um, um, the Bo Bichette of the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, um, I think he is very underrated. Um, and if it weren't for other players um, like, Ga- and like Gavin Lux, Dustin May, so, ma- uh, so many other players, Luis Robert, it's just... If they weren't for them, I think everyone would be looking at Bobachet. But Bobachet is putting together a good year. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, the best underrated is uh, Luis Robert. Uh, he's gone off to a really great hot start on that uh, promising White Sox team. Uh, I think the Sox are going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think they're going to advance. But, I mean, in the, in the next two to three years, I think the Sox can be a championship team with Robert putting up uh really great numbers. I mean, he's apparently he's like supposed to be the next trout and he's mm-hmm. definitely showing why he has a lot of hype uh to, with this season. Uh-huh. For any Sox fans, the rebuild was long but it seems to be worth the wait. 
Yeah, I mean, everyone on the Sox is really performing uh, at a decent level. I mean, Moncada's performing great. Um, Robert, of course. Madrigal, who they just called up, has been raking. Uh, a lot of guys on that young Sox team, I think, they're going to be a championship team with year- in years to come. Agreed. Once they figure everything out, um, they may need, right. they may need a new manager. Okay, I'm gonna start this off. Um, um, as you know, uh, Bo Bichette's been a very underhyped rookie, but I think he may end up in the future as the best rookie of this year's class. Um, that he's played only 50 games over this year and last year, exactly 50 games, and he has 11 homers. Um, if you think about it. If you take eleven homers, um, and you and you um put it into a normal MLB season, um, he's averaging about thirty-five homers um a year, and for a rookie, that is great. Um, it could just be a hot um a hot beginning to um his career, but I think I think this has been uh it's been great. When you look at Robert, he's played less than twenty games. As a matter of fact, less than fifteen. And when you look at his stats, uh, I don't know the stats by heart right now, but I mean, if you just look at his batting average, his RBIs, uh, the his defense, I mean, the, you put that into an MLB season and it's great for a rookie. And I mean, I really like Robert. And I think he's going to be a really solid all-star with years to come. Um. I can I can definitely see Robert going, but you have to understand that, um, in a place with so many young players, um, that all that all are sharing time, and there are a lot of good there are a lot of decent outfielders for the Sox. Um, there's um these Leary Garcia, there's uh, Adam Engel, there's Nomar, Nomar Mazzara, and there's Robert, and Robert's one of those players who has to start. Who has to fight for a starting role, unlike uh, also Encarnacion? Um, uh, well, he really plays DH, but unlike um, that's unlike Bo Bichette, who really has his spot as a shortstop um, for this year and for years to come, really locked in. So, yeah, um, for for Robert to perform, he still has to win the starting role. I mean, he's also really young and. Those veterans that you just listed, Mazzara and Carnacion, who usually plays DH, but occasionally Adam Angle, guys like that, uh, they're not really on Robert's level. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe Robert's just getting off to a hot start. But in my in my opinion, uh, Robert will be pretty solid. That's the thing. Um, that's that's really another thing. Bo Bichette, um, he's he's spread out his um, um, his um, he's shown that he's good through fifty games. 20 games cannot define a player. Um, I have to say, sometimes 20 games can define a player. Now, in Robert's case, um, Robert did hit um, 32 home runs in the minors before this year, so he has proven he can hit well. But but um, both in minors and majors, uh, Bo Bichette has also proved, proven that he's had good experience. And if you look at Robert... Um, minor league, if you minor league um pitching cannot cannot um change cannot change much because minor league pitching and major league pitching are a lot different. But Robert definitely has a chance. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that's gonna do it for this recording. Make sure 
uh, to follow us on the platforms listed in the description. Uh, our next uh, podcast will be hopefully Thursday, and we'll see you guys later.